<laughs> Hello, Effers. I'm your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to another in F L edition of football and other F words. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about NFL news. We'll also talk about some some of our favorite running backs, wide receivers in the league today. And then we're going to have a new segment from Mr. Lebowski that I'm really excited about. And uh, we're also going to predict the future's past. You, you'll, you'll see. Just you'll stick see. around and you'll, yeah. you'll find out what I'm uh, It's a whole thing. The title's like a minute and a half long. So just <laughs> bear with us. Uh, as is tradition, I'm joined by some hooligans. I, of course, have the best damn podcast producer in all of Middle Tennessee Titans F-word centric podcast it's dj ej that was very flattering thank you yeah no problem man <laughs> uh and also i have everybody's favorite couch man it's mr lebowski who wants a body massage <laughs> oh, God. oh no we're gonna pretend like everyone's somebody, pregnant okay yeah we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen uh we also have mike miracles with us how are you doing mike hi i'm doing good but now now that i've been assaulted in the ears um i don't know i'm feeling a little i need a cigarette it's not assault if you <laughs> like it well you grab that cigarette and we're gonna hear a, a message from our sponsors so uh this uh episode of nfl which by the way we could just be loud today is what i like because we're just we're just in zach's house and he's just not here We've just invaded dad's yeah, not home we yeah. we be and eat so that <laughs> <laughs> i would say we more eat speaking of which <laughs> From the makers of Electricon is brought to you. Uh, it brings you a new exciting product, and we call it B and E L O L. You ever walk by a house and you just feel like you're looking at it and you think, "I kind of want to be up in that bitch." <laughs> well, you whip this bad boy out. The app will hack any lock and alarm and just kick your way in there. Go get in their fridge, freak <laughs> them out a little bit, walk around the house. The app is going to tell you when the owners wake up and when they've about had enough of your shit and they're going to call the cops. So anytime you break, you got about a 45 second timer that's going to go off and it's going to tell you when your B&E LOL time is up. <laughs> Brought to you by the makers of Airbnb. You can get into any house you want without making a reservation. B&E LOL. Download it today. So the, for, that's great for those last minute trips, you know, and you yeah. just you can't find a hotel room in right. Nashville because it's such a cool city to visit. So yeah. you just be an ELOL. Yeah. And you need yeah. roughly 45 seconds to get into a house. <laughs> I mean, look, look yeah. at it this way. OK, if everyone is upstairs asleep in their respective rooms, they don't need the first floor. <laughs> Rent it out for yourself without asking for permission. <laughs> Wasted B and E LOL enables you to sleep on the couch at any residence you want until the homeowners become <laughs> with your presence on the first floor. <laughs> this product will tell you exactly how long you can spend rummaging through the deli cabinet of the refrigerator before they are going to notify the police of your presence. Does it also have a, uh, a ranking system that ranks the houses in your nearby area based on quality of cold cuts in the fridge? Con coming and in 2019, <laughs> we are going to be introducing fridge cam don't ask how the cameras got in the fridge we're not even going to explain to you how these people got in your home i have a guess is how they got in the home the b and a lol app i would assume coming in 2020 it's going to be b and e lol bbq in which we notify you of the houses that have a working grill and or smoker out back yes very nice thank very you nice. that is our 
Our sponsor is a really just wonderful person. I really, really like Electricon Systems is really getting their shit. It's a great company. This is great. Um, let's talk about the uh, what happened in week six of the NFL. Let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, the Jaguars uh, signed Eric Flowers, everyone's <laughs> favorite yeah. offensive lineman. If you're defensive end, yeah, nobody has ever deserved each other more than Eric Flowers <laughs> and Blake Bortles. They are going to make so many sweet, sweet highlights together. Of just Eric spinning around in circles looking for the guy that he's supposed to be blocking, <laughs> and then Blake doing the same and throwing an interception it's into the back wonderful. of Flowers' helmet. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. It's going to be great. Flowers wears a great helmet for throwing footballs into the back of him. I've, <laughs> I've noticed that about him. So great fit. Yeah. Um, we also had Mike Smith, who was the defensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. He got uh, let go. Mike said, so this actually, I I loved Mike Smith getting fired because earlier this season, he, uh, I guess it was during the off season. He came out with the statement that, well, the, the first tenant of winning football is stopping the run and nothing could be further from the truth in 2018. (laughs) That's just like willful ignorance about how the game is played. It, you stopping the run has been proven. It does not fucking matter. Mm Mm-hmm. You stop the pass, you pass the ball well. Those are the two things that matter. Yep. And running running the ball is more important than stopping the run. So it's literally the least important of the four major possible segments of the game that you could focus on, but he thinks it's the most important. So he's fired. He was a head coach at one point. <sighs> he was he was like a he won like head coach of the year at one point, didn't he? Oh my god, did yeah, I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did because that was when they got Matt Ryan and they started yeah. kind of turning stuff around there. And yeah, that's yeah, that might have been the biggest case of the dog, the tail wagging the dog ever. Because he Jesus. had, um, I want to say he had really good coordinators when he was the head coach, yeah. and a lot of times that can mask a, a really bad head coach. Yeah, I kind of think Jeff Fisher had that here with the Titans with yeah, Heimer, had, Dinger, and yeah, Schwartz a little mm-hmm. bit. That kind of yep. that propped up Fisher quite a bit. Yeah, uh, let's move on to uh, another. I'm, I'm going to assume he's going to be a head coach when he retires. Let's talk about Vontaze Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be the head coach of the, uh, what's the, the mean machine uh, from the longest yard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure what you, this is referring to. I, I missed the most of the game. I think uh, we were tailgating and I was drinking uh, heavily. Uh, irresponsibly. <laughs> and uh, so somebody fill me in on what I missed. So perfect, I guess was basically up to his typical antics. Um, you know, he'd just coming off, come off a four game suspension, was very excited to go out there and try to inflict bodily harm on uh, other people. And uh, he was, you know, throwing forearm shivers into helmets and, you know, yeah. basically trying to, to head hunt out there like he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I think Ben Roethlisberger was interviewed and actually said that he heard perfect like before a play pointing at juju smith juju smith schuster who has the hardest name to say in the nfl um he was pointing at juju the play after he forearm chucked uh antonio brown in the helmet and pointed at him and said you're next so peach of a guy yeah (laughs) i might say that he's probably single-handedly responsible for the changes to the like targeting and leading with the head rule in the NFL. I don't know how he's still in the league. I mean, at some point, 
you discipline this guy and discipline this guy and discipline this guy. Yeah. And he's still doing it and he doesn't seem to care. No. You've got to get rid of him. He's a danger to other players out there. I I don't think he has any place in the league. I wish they'd get rid of him. I, I can't believe the Bengals are still keeping this guy around. Yeah. Like, how much is him being a, a pretty good linebacker? Because he's not great. Right. He's pretty good. How much is him being a pretty good linebacker really worth? Is it worth you being you know known as the dirtiest team in the NFL because that's what you are? Is it worth all the fifteen yard penalties and the, yeah, and the four game suspensions and the drama and yeah. how much does Marvin Lewis play in a blame in the blame game for this? I mean, he's got to have some role in it because he's letting all this stuff go. I mean, they they were at one point employing perfect Pac Man. Um, there was like. I mean, there was like a slew of guys. I mean, they drafted Joe Mixon, who's yeah. not exactly a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, Marvin Lewis in that organization in general does not seem to care. Because, I mean, uh, obviously the the ownership and everybody on down is approving of this on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, so again, going back to my favorite topic to beat up on, the NFL wants to talk and scream from their high horse about what? Player safety. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy's out here throwing intentional forearms into players heads he told uh monday morning quarterback a year ago he had no intention of changing his game he told sports illustrated two years ago the exact same thing he's not going to change the way he plays he's out there doing it on purpose he's bragging about it like are are we focused on player safety or are we just focused on quarterbacks taking hard hits and possibly losing a potential jersey and marketing you know piece of uh equipment on the field i mean right. come on make make an example of the guy yeah yeah it, it seems to me like they're they care about the quarterbacks that that's the player safety when they say player safety they mean quarterback safety right and that's that's the way it reads to me you know yeah that's ab- absolutely right um let's talk about the guys who get no respect let's talk about the running backs let's talk about saquon barkley and his oh big day. my god so good. Mike has Saquon on his fantasy team. That's oh. why. That's why you're hearing those noises. I wrote a love poem. Literally, did write a love poem about Saquon Barkley the other day. And it's true. You borrowed heavily from Shakespeare. <laughs> borrowed heavily. I copied it and replaced certain words, <laughs> <laughs> which is legal. Come after me, Billy Shakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got a he's got a notoriously lax uh, lawyer team. So I think you should. Be what alive. you got to say about that, William Sizzle? <laughs> <laughs> do you think anybody ever called shakespeare william sizzle god i hope so of course <laughs> billy cc <laughs> oh willie c shakes <laughs> jesus h <laughs> somebody want to talk about saquon barkley uh, well, yeah make... <laughs> let's get back yeah <laughs> or do we just want to make shakespeare jokes let's just this minutes. is shakespeare and other s words okay. um now saquon's amazing he's, he's exactly what everyone said he was coming out he's you know, enormous. He's like, I mean, because he's what five eleven and like, I think like two thirty three. So that's yeah. like an absurd size for a guy as fast and quick as he is. I mean, he's big. He's fast. He's got all the moves. He can break tackles. He's got balance. He can catch the ball. He literally does everything. He's an incredible player. But it doesn't really matter because the Giants are awful. Yeah. Yeah. And so this kind of ties back into what we were talking about. I think it was last week. It was either on the pod or it was at the tailgate. But we were debating whether or not Saquon was the incorrect choice, even though he is very good. 
do you still think he was the wrong choice even with all of the talent? I think so. Because, I mean, if you look at it, running back is it's a big position in fantasy football. It's been a big position in the NFL. But if you really look at what produces wins and what produces championships, it's really all about the quarterback play. And if the Giants don't have a quarterback – doesn't matter how good Saquon is. Like, look at David Johnson and the Cardinals. I mean, without a quarterback, you know, a next level quarterback, they aren't going to do anything. Now, the Giants, if they drafted Darnold and started him, may not be any better because he's a rookie quarterback, but the future would look a hell of a lot brighter. Getting a guy like Saquon's great for a team that's like on the cusp. They've got a quarterback. Right. All they got to do is plug in this, you know, guy that takes it to the next level. But for a team like the Giants that did not have, I mean, they they basically had Odell Beckham, a, maybe a couple pieces on defense, and that's it. They were so far away from competing; it, he was never going to move the needle enough to get them there. Yeah. Um, so a team with things a little bit more together. Todd Gurley had another excellent game. Oh, and one other one other thing. Oh. Sorry, Saquon. Yeah, just something that has stuck out to me because now. I mean, they're one in five. They're on their way to a, another probably high draft pick. And I'm guessing they'll probably take a quarterback this time. But the problem now is yeah. by the time that quarterback is good, Saquon's going to be getting to the end of his rookie contract. And you're either going to have like maybe a one year window with both of them, or you're going to have to pay Saquon a ton of money. And now you're going to be in cap hell because you've got Saquon with a ton of money. And then the quarterback needing to get paid right after that, if he's good. So, yeah, you know, it, it really kind of messes with your window. I think you got to get the quarterback first and then yeah. build the talent around them. Could the Giants have success going like a journeyman route with someone like a Case Keenum or, you know, one of those guys coming uh-huh. in within the next few years? I mean, I, I think if they could fix the line as well, which they've got a couple pieces on yeah. the line now, but um, yeah, I could, I could potentially see them having enough. But you got to have a really good defense, too. That's the problem. Yeah. If you're not going to have a, a quarterback that can carry, you've really got to be awesome everywhere else. Like, I mean, because that's what the Jaguars did. They yeah. they had they were great everywhere but quarterback, and that's how they got you know that close to, to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Um, um, so does anybody want to talk about Gurley and his excellence? I mean, I'm, I love him. Yeah. Career best day. It was like 203, 209 yards yeah. Yeah, on the ground. Three touchdowns. Yeah. I think it was the yeah. exact same amount of yards as his career high at Georgia. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. But, yeah, he's incredible. And, I mean, there's some really yeah. special running backs in this league that, you know, do crazy stuff. And Gurley is probably the best of them mm-hmm. right now because um, you don't have to take him off the field ever. Right. You – throw it to him he you know obviously he's great on the ground he he's just i mean he's a special talent yeah, so. yeah. complete package yeah and yeah. those guys are so valuable from a standpoint of okay now i don't have to worry about subbing running backs in and out on third down you're and, not tipping your hand at all no yeah. you yeah you can run anything out of any you know personnel package because you've got the same running back in the game all the time and you know nobody nobody knows what you're doing yeah um, let's talk about uh, wide receiver now. Let's move on to Adam Thielen in the streak. Woo. Everybody's talking about that is a hot six streak. consecutive hundred yard receiving games. He's a stud. He's a beast. He's a stud, and 
you know, he's a crazy story too. Cause I think the only reason he even got invited out to, uh, the Vikings, you know, tryout or whatever that he ended up making the team off of was because he played at some small school in Minnesota Mm -hmm. and, you know, was basically a local guy. So they'd heard of him. So they brought him in and liked him and he stuck on the practice squad and then he got called up and now he's possibly the best receiver in the NFL. I mean, he's in the conversation. Yeah. He just woodshedded his way into being, you know, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, He's one of those. He's a he's a pretty big guy. I think he's like six two or six three. He's not like yeah. a super small guy, but he's not super fast. He just runs hellacious routes and catches right. everything. Mm-hmm. And he understands, you know, where do I need to be? What he understands leverage. He understands the, you know the little subtle push offs and the little subtle nods and and how to sell routes and it's just a beauty to watch him play football. He's yeah. so good at all the details. Yeah. He's a real student of the game. He is. He's a gym rat. Real gym rat. <laughs> just scrappy when he gets into the play. <laughs> Sneaky fast too. Yeah, fast. Real heady player. Mm-hmm. Um so the Chiefs lost because of the new roughing the passer penalty. Yeah. Ruined their immaculate record. Let me say this. Defensive linemen have been doing this for, since before this penalty, though, because it happened to Vince Young with Matthias Kimanuka back in, I think it was Young's rookie year. I distinctly remember this play for whatever reason, but it was in the middle of the, the Titans when they were like three and eight, and then they won five in a row to end the season and almost snuck into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kiwanuka had a free shot on Vince Young, basically held him up, thought thought he had him or whatever and then young just ran away and uh yeah. you know kimanuka let him go so it's happened before the penalty too i know everyone's kind of it, blaming yeah it on I, think, I think Mariota everyone, earlier in the year too i think yeah, i think everyone's on edge now though yeah. defensively like that's what it looked like to me yeah and i think now guys i think with the roughing roughing the passer penalty the way it is now defensive players are gonna have to play differently between the 20s than they do in the red zone. Yeah. Because in the red zone, what's the penalty for that? Is that that's only like half half the the distance, distance, right? So in that situation, if Brady hasn't thrown the ball, or even if he has, yeah, you know, and it's an incomplete pass, just take the half the distance penalty. Yeah. Well, it's an automatic first down too, though. Yeah, that does change things. That does change things. I don't know. I it's but you can't just let him go no, and have Tom Brady run for a touchdown. And it happened with Mariota yeah. um what the against the Bills too yeah. where they just basically held up and yeah, he ran off. Yeah, that was a weird. I don't understand it though cuz like it's almost like they think they're holding him up and that they're going to get the forward progress whistle right. or something like that, but if that's the case, hold on to him until you know you hear a whistle cuz right. yeah. Otherwise, you're running the risk of doing this. Like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of dumb. Latch onto him like a spider monkey. Yeah, yeah hold just, that throwing arm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of throwing arms, let's talk about Brock Eiswaller's throwing sure. arm. <laughs> and his uh, miraculous performance against the Burrs. The the Brock. He uh, so the. He knows how to beat the Bears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what was the stat that? For his first game, uh, I think it's the first game for the Broncos, the first game for the Texans, and the first game for the Dolphins yeah, now. This is third team. Yeah. yeah. So every single team he's played on, his first start has come against the uh, Bears, which is incredible, first of all, because right. 
two or all three of those teams are in the AFC that he's played on, and they only will play the Bears once every four years. Right. So <laughs> that's incredible to begin with that he's even played them four times or three times. But for it to also be the first game of his career and for him to beat all three of them when he's also Brock Osweiler right. <laughs> is amazing. What are the Vegas thoughts on that? Can oh, you bet on astronomical. That? that That's like one in a million kind yeah. of shit. Like, I, yeah. I don't even know. Uh, the Brock Lobster, man. Just keep, keep, I can't keep rolling imagine. those dice. <laughs> I can't imagine how Bears fans feel about that game. That that had to be in a... Well, actually, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can. Pl- I know. I know exactly, exactly how they how feel. They feel. Yep. Is Brock Osweiler going to be the new Ryan Fitzpatrick? God, or he just won't go away, and he ends up as a backup corner, and then he comes out just gunslinging with a ridiculous beard. Like as much as I can't stand Brock Osweiler, I got to say I think his redeeming quality if he just really leaned into the "who gives a fuck" mentality, absolutely, like a mix of Jay Cutler yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Fitzpatrick of just. Just fucking actually, it kind of reminds me of or what it makes me think of is what you were talking about with the Giants earlier with the journeyman thing. Here's what you do. Okay. You sign both Fitzpatrick and Brock Osweiler. Okay. You play Fitzpatrick from weeks one to five and then you bench his ass. I don't give a shit if he throws seven TDs the game before you bench him and immediately put in the lobster. Yeah. Got to Got to roll. You got to roll that two, two QB system. I think if you signed both of those players, you would immediately be fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an automatic trigger from the yeah, league. Office. I think that's yeah. written in most contracts. It's like, if you sign these people consecutively, you're yeah. automatically fired. Yeah. NFL front office is just hit me up. Mr. Lebowski sliding into my DMs. I'll, t- I'll tell you all about my game plans. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got a whole, whole list of things by a whole list. I mean, like I've got like a page of three things on it. <laughs> <laughs> and two of them are Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And Brock two of them might involve Ryan Fitzpatrick. One of them is a made up ad for a system yeah. of kicking in your front door <laughs> Man. hashtag john gruden hashtag john gruden uh, uh speaking of horrible uh, quarterback choices um by gms nathan peterman is still employed yeah uh, how not like, starting though but but still but ruining playing. games somehow yeah. <laughs> i mean the guy it's He's got to be the best practice quarterback (laughs) of all time. Like, he's got to look like freaking Tom Brady in practice, just like slinging the ball over the field. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Because otherwise, how is he still getting chances to play? Does he have dirt on somebody? He's got to. He's got to. Because this this happened at Tennessee, too. Like, he somehow got the chance to start for Tennessee. They put him in. And he immediately implodes against Florida and looks like he's never played football before. Right. And then he comes up to the pros and he's done the same thing that's exactly over and over every game. Again. Yeah, that's yeah. that's every game he's ever played. Right. That's the fact insane. that he threw what like five interceptions in three quarters or a half or something. Yeah. yeah. And still on the team the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that doesn't happen. No. And now the Bills are you know apparently afraid of losing the locker room if they start him again. So, <laughs> they should so, be. No shit. So without. <laughs> So Allen's hurt now. So it's like, well, do I start Nathan Peterman, who is just an interception like Pez dispenser, <laughs> or do I start Derek Anderson, who's been on the team for six days? Like, and, and is also Derek Anderson. Oh, I, like, I can't. I, what I a no Sophie's choice. Around. Yeah. Oh, so who do you take in, in that situation? 
Peterman or Derek you, Anderson? You wake up and some awful Freaky Friday situation has happened, oh. and the Bills GM is now doing your job, and you're doing his job. Who do you put in on Sunday? Oh, God. I'd have to start Derek Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. He might know he might not know the playbook, but I'd rather put him back there and tell him what to do every play and just be like, Hey Derek, just throw it to I don't know, just throw it to Charles Clay, as exciting as that is. Um then put Peterman out there and just let him do do shit. By the way, I really desperately want we'll get to the Lebowski next, but I desperately want to have an F words branded Nathan Peterman has this message that shoots out <laughs> football shaped Pez. Yep. There, there's got to be like a little guy on the other end of it that it always lands on his hands. And it's, yeah. the, it's the other team's colors. No, it needs to be. It needs to be to where you have no idea what end this piece of candy. Is. <laughs> like you, you, you can you open the head and it launches one and it seems to land on the floor. And then when you do it again, it puts out someone's eye across yeah. the room. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, how long? Then the next one, it just like shoots out sulfuric acid or something like that. It should be random. You should never know when it's coming. Do you let Nathan Peterman play in your rec league? (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, okay. Just realistically. Realistically, he just shows shows up to your fantasy football team. Does somebody pause before saying yes to let him quarterback? (laughs) Oh my God. I will let him play wide receiver. I will not let him play quarterback. (laughs) Why don't you just get out there and block for me, Nate? <laughs> hey, left guard, bud. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's assume that you were uh, starting an NFL expansion franchise. Um, which non-Nathan Peterman quarterback would you take uh, to, to make your team the best possible team for the next 10 years? Um. I have suggestions if you would like me to read those, but yeah, yeah let's not, let's yeah. give the let's think, give the field here. I think we're going off of a field of four, right? Yeah, it looks like we got uh, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, or Carson Wentz. And this is a this is a question from uh, Zebo, who is clearly not here. He's not here. Wait. Oh wait, no, he's over there. I, Where'd I he didn't go? see him behind those curtains. Where'd he go? He's just over there stroking Huxley, looking at us <laughs> disapprovingly. He's taking a vow of silence. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Mayfield, Golf, Mahomes, or Wentz, uh, DJ EJ. Who do you who do you take? Okay, ten years. Ten years. I Baker Mayfield is at the bottom of my list. I don't Ooh. think he even belongs mm. in this conversation with the three other guys. We're talking strictly yeah. rookies, maybe, but with these three other guys, doesn't stand a chance. Golf and Mahomes. I feel like are in the same tier together, both incredible players. We're seeing amazing things out of them, but I think they are both products of really great head coaches and coaching systems. Yeah. Um, I think Andy Reed and Sean McVay are probably two of the best head coaches in the NFL right now. Yeah. And they've been, um, Goff and Mahomes have been huge benefactors of playing for those guys. I think if you take either golf or Mahomes and put them into a different offense in the NFL and different system, they're not going to be as good as they're looking right now. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, that wasn't so much a system. So so it was just like a, I don't know. He was calling the game from his hotel bed. I mean, he's covered in like rose petals and (laughs) 
I mean, he had a system <laughs> of broking a bear. <laughs> definitely had a system of laziness. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was laziness. a well thought out system. I'm sorry. We've totally yeah. derailed your train of thought. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyways, because of that, I'm going Carson Wentz because he's out there with not the greatest coach, mm-hmm. not the greatest team in the world. He's basically out there on the island of misfit toys with a level of talent around him. I mean, Goff has Gurley and Cooks. And Cooper Cup and Robert Woods out there. Mahomes has Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You know, there's a lot of help yeah, around Goff true. and Mahomes. There's true. not as much help around Wentz, and he's still in this conversation. And I think for that reason, I'm I'm all aboard with Carson Wentz for the next ten years. Mike, do you want to defend Doug Peterson? I yeah, <laughs> I do think Doug Peterson is really good. Um, I think he's a good coach, and he's I think he's a good offensive coach. coach. Is he? Yeah. Well, he, he calls their plays. Yeah. 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 And so, it's Filippo, right? Is the OC? No, he's no. uh he left. That's in right. Minnesota now. That's right. They're I don't even know who they're oh, their OC is the guy from the Vikings. He was their quarterback coach last year. Has a weird name, but yeah. it doesn't really matter because Peterson's really the the puppet master right. there. Um let's go let's go to Mr. Lebowski next. Your choices are Mayfield, Golf, Mahomes, or Wentz. I mean, as much as I want to pick Mayfield just because you know we're riding the Mayfield train right now. He's a lot of fun to watch. He is. is. He's a lot of fun to watch, but man, and you make a damn good point about, you know, golf and Mahomes having, having talent around him, but Mahomes has a fucking cannon. He does. I know. And it is so fun. Mahomes would be my number two. It's okay. Look, he's got, obviously he's got weapons around him, but um, damn it. Who did he throw the pass to the other night? And just the way he placed the ball, in between out of bounds and only where his wide receiver could turn and catch it in back. It's just fantastic to watch. To me, he's, uh, I think he's Aaron Rodgers like with the ridiculous way he can throw. And I think it's so much fun to watch. I'd grab him. I'm like you. It could be a disaster without a good coach. Yeah. But uh, I'd, I'd have to go with Mahomes. That, that cannon is awesome. Yeah. I am also going to go with Mahomes. It was between golf or Mahomes for me. And I thought Wentz was up there too. I de- I agree with uh, DJ EJ that Baker's a, a pretty distant fourth right now, as much fun as he is. And I, I do think he could be very good. Um, but golf and Mahomes both have just cannon arms, extremely accurate. Um, I was a big time golf doubter coming into this season, but that performance he put on against the Vikings on that uh, Thursday night game was one of the best quarterback performances I've ever seen. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm in on golf now, but Mahomes is, is special. He's got the huge arm, but it's to me, it's the creativity too. I mean, the throwing the ball left-handed thing. I, I think sometimes that that stuff gets overblown, but what it shows to me also is a guy that, will make plays like he's he's going to find a way to make a play plays aggressive yeah and he's played aggressive and i love that because i think that's the way you've got to play in today's nfl you've got to be aggressive you've got to attack and he has an attacking mentality at all times he is constantly looking to attack downfield that confidence i I mean what the hell who comes into league with that kind of confidence that like you said with the left-handed throw it wasn't a doubt of whether or not he could do it he knew he could do it he just straight up went for it it's ballsy and i like to watch it yeah i disagree with you guys that baker mayfield's a distant fourth well we don't have to talk about anything else i don't i I disagree and based kind of on on off of what dj ej was saying 
We're, if we're looking at supporting roles, the worst supporting role of the four yeah. is easily Baker Mayfield. That is true. Yeah. And he's still producing. He's not producing at the level the others are, but right. there's there's reasons for that. And he's also yeah. shackled he's, to Hugh Jackson. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's also a, Hugh a true rookie. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and for that reason, I'm going with him. I mean, Wentz, you've got the knee injury, which you know could be a blip in an otherwise good career, or it could be a I think sign of things to come. No, um, I, I think that's just a this year yeah, kind and of concern. I don't – let me just defend the Eagles real quick. I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this, but uh, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey is a good wide receiver. People just overlook him all the time, and I don't know why. It's because he's, he's not sexy. He's not yeah, fast. He yeah. doesn't like make the highlight plays, but yeah. he's that big red zone target that every team needs. And and he's smart. He runs route well. Runs routes well. He uses his hands well. He catches everything. Yeah, he's a misfit toy. He's your, he's your classic power forward yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going Baker Mayfield. I like the swagger. I like the I like the arm. I like the pocket movement. Okay, I like no, all of it. You make a good point. I mean, I guess think of it like this. Take Mahomes and put him in Cleveland. Yeah. And put Mayfield in Kansas City and who's yeah. having a better season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Mayfield is having a better season at this yeah. point. Yeah. It's sure. not to doubt that Mahomes would be throwing some crafty ass passes, but who's yeah. he throwing them to? Yeah. 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 In Joku. I mean, like so yeah. Antonio Callaway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it yeah, definitely think, makes a difference having uh Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, which yeah. Tyreek Hill is basically like the unbeatable video game oh my player. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the 99 yeah. rated player that you created yeah. to like fuck over the computer. Yeah. yeah. Where he's he just, what you run a go route every time yeah. and throw yeah. it as far yeah. as you can yeah. and he just goes and catches it. Tyreek yeah. is what I wanted Dante Hall to be for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah, Dante, right. Dante Hall just suddenly disappeared and Tyreek Hill's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. But so. you put Carson Wentz in any one of those offenses, he's still going to be Carson Wentz. I don't. I think Carson Wentz is really good. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys really might good. be underrating how bad I think Hugh Jackson is. Yeah, I think Hugh Jackson's a train wreck. He was. So this was. Uh, <laughs> this was. Was this two weeks ago when he was holding up the two yeah. the two second sign because he thought there was still time left yeah, after yeah, yeah. after you score in overtime? Like, yeah. how unaware <laughs> are you, dude? You're. Yeah. Oh my God, he yeah. drives me insane. Yeah, I was, think he's an idiot. Yeah, he was like two seconds left. Somebody had scored in overtime. The <laughs> rules clearly stayed. It's sudden death. It's like, dude, that's your your whole you job. Shouldn't you should yeah. know that, Hugh? Come mm-hmm. on, You're come on, charge. Bud. You're in charge, my friend. Uh, Zach's take. He agreed with uh, our DJ EJ here. Um, Zach wrote, "He can do it without top flight weapons. He makes plays happen and keeps them in games." He has all the tools to be the next great QB. Wow. I didn't, we didn't even talk about that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I smell collusion. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I can't believe Zach would talk about Nathan Peterman that way. Right? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. So we're moving away from the we're building a franchise the, like theoretical question part of it. And I just want to know who you guys think are the top three running backs in, in today's NFL. Uh who wants to start? Does anybody care uh, strongly? I'll, Mike? I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm going to go number one, Gurley. Mm-hmm. I think he does it all. He's big, fast, strong, breaks tackles, catches the pat, catches the ball out of the backfield, does it all. Yeah. Uh, number two. 
can we all agree that Todd Gurley's number one? Yeah, so Gurley's my number one. The table? Yep, Gurley's yeah. my number one. Okay. Yep. All right. So number two, I I would lean towards Le'Veon Bell as number two. I that's interesting. I almost put him there. And I, it's for the same reasons. Now he's not as fast as some of these other guys, but he's one of the most patient runners you'll ever see. He runs with power. He's got a good enough quickness that he can make people miss in the hole. And he is a light out pass catcher out of the backfield. Like yeah. he's the best pass catcher out of the backfield in the NFL. And at his size, that's really impressive and, and special. Yeah. Um, and then three, I would go Saquon. I think Saquon's just amazing for reasons we've already talked about. Interesting. DJ, give us your two and three. Man, you just threw me a curveball. I wasn't even considering Le'Veon because he hasn't played this year. Yeah, he's out of sight, out of mind. He's out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Saquon is definitely on that list for me. Um, there are concerns about, you know, him running between the tackles he seems like he needs the the, the big the big home run play mm-hmm. to be productive but i think that might be more of a product of the giants offense and that offensive line and all that because they have marshmallows between the tackles for, yeah in front of them exactly um but yeah so i was gonna go saquon two and then i'm going with last year's leading rusher kareem hunt the dream number three yeah Number yeah. three, also another complete package. I think his quote unquote, you know, slow start, if you want to call that this year has been by design. Um, you know, it's been a product of them just being awesome in the passing game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It also a result of great coaching. Andy Reid's coming out knowing, you know, you got an unproven quarterback. Yeah. Defenses are going to be keying up on Kareem Hunt. Sure. He's coaching up Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. turning him into Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Well, good choices. Mr. Lebowski. I, I have to agree with Bell at two, even though we haven't seen him on the field. And uh, I don't know. What do we think of Alvin Kamara at three? I, I can see it. I can see it. He's, he's a very he's a new age running yeah. back. Yeah. But yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, as much as I hate it, like we still see flashes of it, but the old school just blasting it up the middle is, you know, we're we're quickly exiting that era. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I like to see it. I just I can't help but laugh at Michael's comment about marshmallows between the <laughs> Just a bunch of pool floats. That's basically what it is. Yeah. yeah. Whoever yeah. runs into them, it's like, it's oh, like, this is fun. It's like tackling dummies. It's like, it's like someone just put out a baby pool of Mr. Bubble. <laughs> said, good luck, Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. Go now, go run around 11 guys. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll throw this out there before we move on to the next topic, real quick, just to get us off topic for a second. How much damn fun is the NFL to watch this year? It's fantastic. Each week has had an outstanding game to watch. Yeah. And a lot of them have been in primetime, too. Yeah. Even, like, it was just last week we were sitting here talking about, like, the upcoming uh, the upcoming slate of games for this weekend is not that exciting. And damn, if we didn't have some great games. Yeah. Seriously, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And it's all younger guys. Yeah. Rookies, first, second, third-year guys, too. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it makes me hopeful because just a couple of years ago, and I'm sure this happens to every generation of, of, you know, football players as they start to exit, but it's like, you know, we're we're seeing the Brady's and the Mannings and all them go away and fade into you know 
And then once we started, to, you know, we're getting to the end of like Drew Brees' career and stuff like that, I started to get a little depressed. I'm like, oh yeah. man, are we really going to lose playmakers? Hell no. No. Nope. The beginning <laughs> seven weeks of the season has been outrageous. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, definitely a lot of talent. Um, so my my three, I went with Todd Gurley, as, as did everybody else at number one. Uh, I agree with Mike. The Saquon Barkley's number two. I had him. That three. was me. Oh, yeah. Well, I, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I agree yep. with DJ EJ that Saquon's number two. Yes, sir. Um, I struggled hard with the third one. I flipped it's between tough. Zeke, who nobody mentioned. Yeah, he's, he should be mentioned. Yeah, in the, in he's this group. like he was, second in yards and has zero other people on that zero other human <laughs> beings on that offense. It's just him <laughs> and a bunch of cats or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go Zeke there. Um, Melvin Gordon, I guess, gets an honorable mention. I yeah. seriously considered Zeke uh, and Melvin Gordon. That, those yeah. were the other two I looked at too. Yep. Yeah. Zeke, Zeke is literally on an offense full of a bunch of cats watching a laser pointer. On a wall. <laughs> the poor guy just wants the ball, wants to score touchdowns, and he's got offensive lines just twitching around like they're on some kind of meth. He's uh. But he's just sitting in the corner. He's doing the feed me. The yeah, feed me spin. Right. <laughs> he's got wide receivers out there twitching in the backfield like they're having an unfortunate reaction to bath salts. <laughs> also, honorable mention, David Johnson. I, oh, for I, sure. I was kind yeah. of surprised no one mentioned him at all. Yeah. It's just because he's buried on that shit team. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a great player. It's just bad situation. Yeah. Where did we yeah. rank Leonard Fournette's hamstring? Last. Mm. Bottom. Mm. Yeah, very bottom. Yeah, yeah. can't even get in the game. Uh, let's move. Let's move <laughs> we on. We also to, haven't seen a whole lot from DJ in the past, like I don't know, eighteen months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah you struggle. want to talk about out of sight, out of mind with Lev Bell? I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> David Johnson's very out of sight. Yeah, he's in the desert all by himself. Um, <laughs> top three wide receivers. Let's let's switch positions. Uh, let's start with uh, DJ AJ. Wide receivers, best wide receiver. Number one, I'm going Adam Thielen. Ooh, number Ooh. one. I want him. I, I think six straight games of 100 yards receiving is not a fluke. Um, Like we said earlier, dude's just super talented. Super heady. Student of the game. Uh, runs great <laughs> routes. Just catches balls. He, d- he does everything that he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfectly. Uh, number two, I'm going Tyreek Hill because, I mean, how do you stop him? Mm-hmm. Also, another one of those guys that just does things to make plays happen. Yep. Human joystick. Yep. Number three, I'm going Brandon Cooks. Kind of a deep pick, I feel like. Mm. Going Brandon Cooks. This dude's on his third team in three years and is still in the conversation of being one of the best wide receivers of the league. Yeah. At the very least, top ten. For me, he's number three because of that. Yeah, but who were his three quarterbacks though? Well, Drew Brees, yeah, Tom Brady, yeah, and now he's Jared Goff, and he's already sitting on five hundred plus yards, um, at least a handful of touchdowns. I, mean, I not, think I won't argue with him. He's very, very good. Yeah, but he has benefited from some fantastic quarterback play. Yeah, true. Which you know. You, you could argue that with every single one of these people we're mentioning. Exactly. So. Yeah, pretty much yeah. all of them are paired with a great quarterback. Right. It's yeah. kind of kind of part of the package. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Lebowski, give us your top thrizzle. I'm going to start with Michael Thomas. Mm, I mean, number one? Yeah, I we'll can go number it. one, I dude. Okay. He has got a serious-ass impact on this team. Dude, through his, uh, what, six games? 
He has a 93% catch rate. That's insane. That's, That's pretty good. I mean, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Number two, I'm going to go with Thielen. I can't can't disagree there. It's, it's a pretty sharp seat. Number three, and this is pure just hype because I can't get enough of the kid, is Tyree Kill. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's just when he catches the ball, yeah. it's fantastic. And even the catches he does make, but once he gets the ball in his hands and he starts to light up those afterburners, yeah. I, I get all... Fuzzy inside. And, the the uh, big thing about Tyreek is that it doesn't matter if he he's catching the deep ball where he just burns yeah. everyone 30 yards down the field yeah. or if he just catches like a little seven-yard slant, seven yard yeah. slant yeah. and makes six guys miss while he's weaving no, in like across the field. Like, and even before he catches the ball, he has had – there's been several routes this year that he's run that it's disgusting. Oh, my like God. Disgusting yeah. did route you, running. Did you see this nope. past week where he caught that ball and he was on the sidelines and there was two people – who are like right there? It looked like they're about to push him out of bounds, yeah. and then all of a sudden he just hit turbo. Yes. Gone, yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Fucking five yards away. Yeah. Seriously, he's yeah. he's in my top three. I've got to put him in number three. I probably should put him in number two. But yeah, he's phenomenal to watch. Before we get to Big Mike, do you think that the Mahomes hype is slightly misattributed hype for Tyreek Hill? That was part of him? my consideration in picking Wentz. Yeah, as my like foundational quarterback. Do you think do you think people but, are tuning into the K, KC games for Mahomes or for b- because Hill is there and he's so exciting? I went and looked at the numbers though. Tyreek Hill is only accounted for a third of Patrick Mahomes's receiving yards and touchdowns so far this year. So he's I mean, he is a big part of the offense, but he is only one part. No, exactly. Uh, Mahomes, so exciting. Mahomes is spreading the ball around. Yeah. But, man, you you can't deny having a weapon like Tyreek Hill has definitely helped Mahomes for sure. Yeah. It definitely changes changes the way defenses can play the game, period. Yeah. Because yeah. you just simply cannot leave him one-on-one against anybody, no matter how good the corner is. Yeah. I bet he's just mad good at, like, tag. And like all kinds like of stuff. If the like mailman like comes by his house and he's like waiting on a piece of mail uh-huh. and he like sees it from like the window and he's like, Oh shit, the mail guy just came. He he chases him down the street, yep. gets him every time. Kid yep. gets every away from you at Walmart. Every yep. single time. Yeah. He'd be all over that ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Could you imagine him racing on foot t- towards one of those um radar um speed limit signs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see it. I bet he can get above 35. How fast? No, no. <laughs> he's hit. I know he's hit like because of the next gen stat like things. He's like, I know he's hit like 24, I think, oh, miles per hour in uh, in an NFL game like, yeah. with pads and like a football wow. in his hands. Um, Have y'all ever run at one of those things before? No. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a good way for me to hurt myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't do this at home, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Mike, top three watch receivers. Go. I'm actually going to go Hill number one. Um, he's just stupid good. Like, like you, you guys said, you throw it to him deep, you throw it to him short, it doesn't matter because he's just going to run away from everyone. Yeah. And I kind of rank these also as the guys that I'm most terrified of when I see them on the schedule for the, the team I'm rooting for. Yeah. So it's like it, when you see Tyreek Hill on the opposing team's roster, you're like, dude, we cannot let him. Like, we just cannot let him touch the ball. Like, mm-hmm. it, no matter what yeah. happens, even right. if there's a fire, double team Hill. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. just 100% of the time. So I think Hill's the best guy in the NFL right now. He's just special. 
Um, and then I'll put number two, I put Antonio Brown. I yeah. know he's not having as big a season as, uh, you know, some of these other guys and, and what he's typically used to, but he's still just incredible. His body control, his route running, he's, you know, the typical guy. He just does everything well. And then uh, my number three was Odell Beckham. And I know the stats are not there right now, and Eli Manning sucks, and they can't really get him the ball. But Odell is special. When when he has a quarterback that can get the ball anywhere in his vicinity, he basically catches it. I mean, And then he breaks the tackle. Yeah, he breaks yeah. the tackle. Because he's kind of like – he's not as fast as Hill, but he is – in the vicinity, as close as anybody can be. I yeah. mean, he might be the second fastest, you know, receiver in the NFL. Um, and he's elusive. He's strong. And he makes tough catches. He catches everything. His ability to track a deep ball is is really special. I think if you put him on a team like Kansas City or the Rams or something like that, it would be just stupid unfair because yeah. he yeah. would just shred in those offenses. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about it that way. Um so for me, I went Antonio Brown number one. Uh, for all the reasons you said, yeah, the guy's like basically uncoverable one on one. Like you have to double him. Uh, Tyreek Hill number two, just like everybody said. And then uh, I struggled real hard with number three. It, this is like this is real difficult because there's so many good ones. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go. I guess I'll go Adam Thielen. I I was I was real real close to putting Devontae Adams in. Oh yeah, interesting. I think that he might be helped out a lot by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But the kid does everything well. Yeah, he's he's a good player. And and remember the start of his career was so rocky. Yeah. Like it was Nelson Aguilar esque. They thought he was a bust about three years in, mm-hmm. and then he kind of turned it on about midway through his third season. I think he yeah. got an opportunity because I think Jordy got hurt or something. Yeah. And I mean the light came on and he's never looked back and now he's great. I mean that yeah. right. That's one of those things that I always like to keep in mind when people are rushing to judge a guy after like six games into their NFL career and stuff yeah. like, oh, this guy's a bust. Look at Devontae Adams. Look at some of these other guys that a little bit of a late bloomer, but turned into a star. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think Adams is a great player. Um, I, I was also close to picking DeAndre Hopkins. I thought about him, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he's he, he's been hurt i think a lot by quarterback play yeah and it's kind of masked his his excellence he's amazing the rest of the league yeah i think i think there's a conversation that you could make i think the only other guy that that we probably haven't talked about that could be in the conversation is julio oh wow yeah i didn't even realize yep. we, yeah. didn't, we didn't mention him which yep. is pretty crazy but i want to say he's like number two in receiving yardage this year too yeah, yeah i think so but I mean, I think those. I think everyone that we've talked about so far and Julio are like, that's the that's the group that's in the conversation. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty set group. Yeah, Did, I don't think anybody said this, but Zach has somebody in his top three. He had Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, and he had Michael Thomas as his third one. Yeah, Lebowski's Lebowski. number one. Ninety-two yep. percent. Right. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's. I think that's. We covered it though. I think those are the people in contention for that. Yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised if anyone else had had someone else. Yeah. Tw- 
tweet us at fwordspod if yeah. you did. Yeah. Let us know you're a dark horse candidate for your top yeah. three. Or send send us your uh, your picks for quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. We'd yeah. be interested let's to see Let's compare Um Let's move on to the games that we're most excited about for week seven. Um, first up, we've got the Patriots at the Bears. It's a little case of, of good offense versus good defense, strength on strength. Uh, let's go the opposite direction we just went. Let's go with Big Mike first. I kind of think this is going to be a blowout. I, I don't fully believe in the Bears. I think their defense is good. Uh-huh. I don't believe in Trubisky at all. Nope. And I think the Patriots are definitively good. And I, I, I just... I think the Patriots are going to be smart enough that they can neutralize Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd and that that pass rush. They're going to dink and dunk home. They're going to hit you know the little seam routes to Gronk. They're going to hit James White out of the backfield. They're gonna they're gonna do everything to slow down Khalil Mack that they possibly can. I mean the Patriots are, are you know pretty damn incredible. Honestly, you look at they're starting nobody of note at left tackle. And it doesn't even phase them. Yeah. I mean, doesn't even phase them one yeah. bit. Um, yeah. I, I think they're going to blow this shit out of the Bears. I think it's going to be a. They're one of the best race. at neutralizing like a pass rush that I've ever seen. Yeah, like they, they keep they keep Brady so clean. Yeah, and it's incredible. Yeah, um, Mr. Lebowski. Yeah, I can't. I can't debate <laughs> as much as I want the Patriots to collapse. I really do. I. Uh, they always find a way to keep Brady clean, and uh, I just I don't think I don't think Leon Mack is going to be much of a uh, a factor in this. He may get a sack, but I think it's going to be a blowout. As much as I hate to admit it, I think the Pats are going to blow him out. DJ G. Uh oh. I like the the guitar riff at the end there. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um. All right. Let's I'm pulling on. for the Bears. I don't think they're going to do it though. Yeah. I think realistically, it's going to be Pats. I, I think they're they have suddenly turned into a complete team after looking like Garbage. there was like two wide receivers to start the year. There is like four running backs. You didn't know what was going on. Now all of a sudden they've got Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, Josh Gordon, looking like a real NFL wide receiver again. They've got Gronk out there. I think the injuries to um, Burkhead and um, who's the other guy? Um, oh, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill yeah. have actually helped their backfield. Now that it's just Sony Michelle and James White back there, both of those guys can actually get enough work. Yeah, to get, get running, get going. Yeah. I think those two. That's that's a hell of a running back tandem. Yeah, right they're, now they're playing well. Yeah, Pats are looking um, once again like they're just going to run the table from oh. like week six out. <laughs> just like we said a couple weeks yeah. ago, don't yeah. panic about the Pats because they always do this. They figure it out and then they just steamroll people. Yep, and yep. they crush people's spirits. So yep. that's what's going to happen. I'll look silly for saying, "Oh, it's, this is uh, what the Pats yeah. are dead." Oh, my god yeah yeah it's like do you expect your alcoholic uncle to behave at thanksgiving (laughs) and he shows up and he starts running his mouth about politics at the table and someone gets upset and then someone breaks a beer bottle (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm assuming that's how most of outer chicago is just fat alcoholics fighting over sausage and beer. Well, Mike just had his second heart attack. <laughs> the fucking bears are... Okay. Double. 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 Ah. Double. 
Just uh, another heart attack. <laughs> uh, that's a baker's dozen for you. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the e- or the Panthers at the Eagles. Uh, let's start with Big Mike again. Panther Panthers at the Eagles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles here. I still think the Eagles are good at football. Hashtag analysis. Um, and uh, that's a that's a fun conspiracy theory that you got. And uh, I don't know. I, I, the Panthers are okay. This is more of a because the Eagles are at home pick for me more than anything. But um, yeah, I, I think the Eagles take this one. Lebowski. I'm going with the Eagles because the Panthers always find a way to shit the bed completely against a team that they probably should beat. And this is that game. The big moose at quarterback's not going to be able to get it done for the Panthers. As much as I, he's huge. Cam Newton is just this giant animal of a man who can throw the ball. Seriously, he's enormous. It's like, would you, if you ever have you ever seen a moose in the wild? It's horrifying. <laughs> well, not, not one as well-dressed as Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, maybe not. Those antlers are pretty wild. But I saw a moose, meese, m- meeses. In, uh, much moosing. In Mooses in the wooders. In the wooders. Settle down, Brian Regan. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Cam Newton, is, it's, it's the same thing. When you see him in real life, you're like, you're just an aircraft carrier with pads on. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. huge. And he runs like a moose or moosen? Meeson. Meeson. We're not Mo- stop, stop it. Stop it. Box of <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> DJ EJ, your choice. Panthers. Panthers. Ooh, we got a dissenter in the yeah. ranks. Uh, That's it. Panthers. Just Panthers. Just Panthers. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles because the Panthers do one thing exceptionally well, and that's run the football. And the Eagles do one thing exceptionally well, and that's stop running the football. That's true. So I think the uh, I think the Eagles take them down. Uh, let's move on to Saints at Ravens. The Ravens had a bye last week, of course. So uh, <laughs> how, Mike, who do you think is going to win, Saints or Ravens? Normally, I would take a great offense over a great defense, but in this case, I think the Ravens are playing really good football. Um, I think the Ravens get the win, and the the Saints are due for a loss especially an outdoor loss on the road against a good defense. This feels like the kind of game that the saints lose. Mm. Doesn't drew Brees always play like hell on the road outdoors. Oh, Isn't that much. a drew Brees stat? Oh yeah. Well, whether it is or not, I may have just made that up children. <laughs> so we're going to go with the Ravens because that defense is the actual legit shit. DJ saints saints. Just because saints, just just because because yeah. you hate the Ravens. Yes, at this moment. yes, yeah. gotcha. So, if if you're gonna say go Saints, how do you spell go? No, oh. <laughs> there's like an E and a A there's, and a U there's, in there. There's X's involved. There's X's there. Yes, it's like the first time you see the Amsterdam yep. flag and it's got X's on it, and you're yeah. like, is somebody just fucking with me, or yeah. did, is there an X in there? Yeah, yeah. Go 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 go. Gaz, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, my word. Go. Uh, I'm Go going Saints. with the Ravens. I think that offense is better than everyone still thinks it is. I think they like for some reason they've performed well, but they're not being respected as a good offense, and it's probably because it's Joe Flacco, and he's not elite. And Lamar Jackson should be in at this point, but he's not. Um, but yeah, I, I say the Ravens win. I feel like we should be betting right now. If I'm the only guy picking. 
the Saints yeah, you're, and the Panthers. You're betting the under for yeah. no reason. Yeah, what y'all got? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, moose, if moose meat was a popular food item and you combine it with pasta, would you call it Mussolini? <laughs> Oh no, 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 we're not doing this. No, probably not. Uh, Just say yes and we'll move on. <laughs> All right, let's, let's let's get our final game before we get to a couple of new segments. Let's get on to uh the Bengals at the Chiefs. Who wins? We've got good Andy Dalton versus uh better Patrick Mahomes. Better Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Big Mike, go for it. Uh I'm taking the Chiefs here. The Bengals are good. I, I think the Bengals are a good team. I think the Chiefs are just a really good team. Um, Mahomes is shredding. It's at Arrowhead. Andy Dalton. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I can't I can't take Andy Dalton on the road at Arrowhead over Patrick Mahomes yeah. and freaking Tyree Kill. Yeah. We just gushed about Tyree Kill for like half an hour. I yeah. can't turn around and pick the Bengals. I feel yeah. like I feel like the entire summary of Andy Dalton's career could just be like Andy Dalton. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is he? What is he? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mr. Lebowski. There's no way I can pick uh, the Bengals with Ron Weasley at quarterback. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going Mahomes to Tyree Kill in Arrowhead. I completely agree. All right, DJ. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to actually say the team that won. I mean, it'd be nice. Now the Kansas for, City yeah. Chiefs will get it done. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Good podcast. Thank my you. friend. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, UJ. Fuck it. I'm going against the grain again. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals. Vontae's perfect. pick was fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Vontae's perfect. Murders Tyreek Hill on the field. Oh, my and Bengals God. Win. My God. Why do people have to die? <laughs> No one wants Tyreek because it's Vontae's perfect. Yeah, that's true. What's going to well, happen? Perfect, Who's he going to take does. out? He's going to take out somebody. Yeah, you do make a good point. He's going to be on the field covered in blood. Yeah, like a lion eating a gazelle. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Or a cheetah. I'm going with the Chiefs at Arrowhead because it's Arrowhead and it's the Chiefs. Yeah, and they're better. Chiefs they have will better probably, weapons. Chiefs will probably better win. weapons. Yeah. All right, so we have a new segment. It is called <laughs> the Back to the Future Thursday Night Football Recap from Wednesday that you're listening to on Friday, presented presented by Football and Other F Words. <laughs> Woo! I almost got through it without messing up. Um, so what that means is that today is Wednesday. When we're recording this, the podcast will be out Friday. And uh, we're going to tell you what's going to happen in the Thursday Night Football game that happened when you're listening to it yesterday or longer. But so, right now it's tomorrow for us. For us right. it's tomorrow, for you it's yesterday. But the or good a few news is ago. we already know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to tell you what happened for your yesterday, for our tomorrow. See? Clear as mud. Yeah. yeah. Uh so what are we doing? Uh, a minute on the clock? Let's go. Yeah. Sure. One minute. All right. Let me let me pull up my Is this all collectively? Uh yeah, we're it? just gonna get weird yeah. with it. Okay. Yeah. Um and of course the game is Broncos versus Cardinals. Thursday night football. Minute go. How the fuck is Philip Lindsay the best running back in the NFL right now? It's pretty amazing. Uh six hundred and thirty two yards rushing. I never thought I'd see that kind of number in a single game. I, I mean, 
He broke 18 tackles on that one play. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Von Miller finished the game with a 118 quarterback rating yeah. really <laughs> blew my mind about this one. Well, and he would have had more if he hadn't thrown that pick to uh, – you know, the, the Cardinals wide receiver. Why is this yeah. a Broncos home game if they're playing in Idaho State Stadium? Yeah. That was weird. It, it was, was a very weird strange relocation. Strange hurricane hitting the Denver area. <laughs> when the submarine surfaced in the end zone and rolled the length of the field, forcing <laughs> both teams to put Collinsworth and who else? I don't know. Who else? Do we was Al Michaels. That's when, oh. that's when uh, Vaughn Miller had to come out and play. When, when Al Michaels and, and Chris Collins were took. No, it, it was. Wait, no, it's on Fox now. It's uh, Joe Buck and uh, uh, I'm Troy Aikman. Sorry, that's all the time we had. <laughs> well, when they got greased up and wrestled in the booth, it was really entertaining. And really, I thought it made the evening. <laughs> Final score of 72 to 72. It ends in ov- overtime tie. Nobody's happy. Yeah. My favorite part of the game was when uh, after the Broncos won 101 to two, uh, <laughs> that when they brought John Elway his oats, he was he just had the most beautiful look on his face as he was eating those oats and those sugar cubes. It was wonderful. The teeth, like I could see, like all the grains in the teeth yes. on my HD television. It was who amazing. could hammer an apple faster, Terrell Suggs. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're, we're just gonna move on. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. What's uh, I'm sorry. I'm going with Sarah Jessica Parker. If that's a real question. Um. All right. Well, let, let me update you on our F words pickup standings in case you care. Uh, Zebo has 57. Big Mike has 55, and I have 51. Mr. Lebowski has 18. I'm pretty sure he didn't pick again last week. <laughs> I have failed to pick games again. Four. How many weeks? You're you're what? Two for no. You're three for seven. I think I think, I think. we've had more weekends that I've not picked than I have picked. <laughs> you're doing really I good. I think so. I'm really, yeah. I'm hoping for a late season surge. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late to make a comeback. That's true. Uh, <laughs> speaking of comebacks, um, here's Mr. Lebowski's new segment. It's called Rap Lyrics or Route Runners. Yes, thank you. So, uh, welcome to the first edition of Rap Lyrics or uh, Route Runners, where I, Mr. Lebowski, read a set of rap lyrics or an NFL star, uh, NFL stats, my apologies, from an NFL player, coach, or a team, to a member of our podcast. The only problem is, is I have made one of them up. Mm. My first test subject is going to be Mike Miracles. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's right. Now, listen, the way this game is going to be played is I I don't need any undue eye contact from either Keith nor Janer or Zach or any of our guests when they're here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at the wall. No giving look clues. Look at the wall. <laughs> There's going to be no giving clues to those that uh, that I uh, uh, that, that I deem worthy of this uh, test. I'm going to need you to put your phone face down. Oh, oh. thank oh, you, Mike. Very oh. official. Thank you very much. So, yeah, no more, cheating. Both of them. No asking nervous than I thought okay. I'd be. No, no asking chiefs. So, <laughs> the way this works is I'm going to read a set of rap lyrics, and then I'm going to read a set of uh, NFL stats to you. Okay. You have to determine which one I have made up. Okay. Now, I do have to premise this segment is a mature podcast. The rap <laughs> lyrics that I have found are simply being read straight as they are. The only changes I will make to them are ethnic slurs that are not appropriate for me to repeat. So that being said, this is a reminder again that this is a mature podcast. <laughs> 
And if the rap lyrics happen to be the thing that I made up, I am sorry for being such a disgusting and terrible <laughs> person. So, so we're not getting jiggy with it. We're going to get jiggy with it because they're pretty awful. Mike, um, a, a little bit of an interview for you before we get into this. Um, oh. Would you consider yourself an NFL stat wizard? A wizard? Yes. I mean, just the type of person that you just kind of know obscure NFL stats like off the top of your head. Yes. Okay, excellent. Uh, as far as your rap game. Yes. How would you define your rap game? What is the last rap song you list to? Cole Beasley. <laughs> Cole, the, the, the Cole Beasley Cowboys wide receiver? <laughs> yes, the Cole Beasley raps that we listened to on the pod in a very early episode. And uh, you're welcome to, Yeah, you're welcome oh. to go back and look for that that episode. But that's the last that, time that I That was a pretty good one, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. What, would you consider yourself, were you a connoisseur of Graham Central Station? Mm, I've been there once. So does that count? Okay. Well, right. I just want to kind of get an idea of your rap knowledge because I don't know how much rap music you listen to these days, but some of it is just, well, very terrible. Okay. All right. So let's start it off. Do you want to hear the rap lyrics or the NFL stat first? Let's go. Let's go with the stats first. All right. All right. I like it. Josh Gordon is the highest fined NFL player ever at $6,920,634. It's a very specific number. It's a very specific number. Highest fined player in the NFL at $6,920,634. Mm. Now for the rap lyric. <laughs> 5500 for a new pair of titties, and I buy them like Jordans. Give her a couple of thousand, now she's feeling important. <laughs> Dick her down. She'll be gone by the morning. What are your thoughts? Oh, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> if you need to hear that again, I uh, can repeat either yeah, one. I, I'm going to need to hear those lyrics one more time. The lyrics one more time for, for those in the crowd that are very confused by what I just said. <laughs> 5,500 for a new pair of titties and I buy them like Jordans. Give her a couple of thousand and she's feeling important. Dick her down and she'll be gone my morning. Mike, your thoughts. So 5,500, was it 5,500? 50, 5,500. We're talking $5,500. For a new pair of titties. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, accuracy is important. And we're purchasing them like tennis shoes. Purchasing them like tennis shoes. Like Jordans. I had I no mean, idea Jordans were this expensive. I mean, Jordans are pretty expensive, though. Depends on if you get like the limited edition ones or whatever. Bingo. Right. Otherwise, okay. All right. Okay. Um, your number was very specific. It's very specific. On the, on the Josh Gordon. Yes. I feel like maybe too specific. I'm going to say the Josh Gordon stat is the fake stat. Mm. I got to be honest with you, sir. That is a very excellent guess. Deion yes! Jordan of the Miami Dolphins <laughs> is actually the highest fined NFL player in history as of uh, last Monday with a fine of $6,920,000. Wow. I'm sorry, $920,634. He also had a fine this year for uh, $7,875 for an excessive face mask call. What he is, is he getting he was all these suspended fines for? for 22 games over his career. Oh, wow. 
I was actually very surprised by this because I really thought that Josh Gordon was going to be one of the high. Josh Gordon was like number eight on the list. Vontez Perfect up there. Vontez Perfect yeah, yeah. was up on the list, but the top two were like players I had really never heard. Deion Jordan was somebody I'd heard in passing. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch is giving up nearly $7 million, $7 million in million fines dollars. for he, substance abuse. He was a high draft pick, but he could not have made more than like maybe double that like so he's given up probably about half his like nfl salary half that's not good do you now do you have more for us or would you care to hear more lyrics from the song by the way which was little baby first class <laughs> yes i'd love to hear this. excellent okay great you can be mine and i can be yours let's have a baby and name it dior oh Ain't got the time. I'm always on tour. So we just contradicted the previous sentence, right? Yeah. yeah. I press decline. I always ignore. Had to tease so she can want more. Baby, we grown. We can fuck on the floor. None of this makes any sense. It doesn't. We've gone completely gone off the rails. But here's the thing that Keith and I discussed at length one night when I first brought up the song, <laughs> which is what gave me the idea for this game. All right. So <clears throat> you're a little baby. Okay, what, what are we on? Our third album? I've never heard of this guy until like six weeks ago, <laughs> but he's got three albums. But anyway, so let's let's just assume that Warner Brothers is the one who has fronted the money <laughs> for your album. That that's your that's your little signing bonus or whatever they call it in the in the uh, music industry. So uh, little baby walks in. Okay, yeah. Look here at a uh, Gillum Financial, we we feel like that we provide uh, some excellent fiduciary advice. What I'm troubled by is that well we've given you we've given you a a, a six million dollar advance on your new album, and well we're a little disturbed by the fact that you are spending fifty five hundred dollars for a pair of titties, and later in the song you're you're basically saying that it's one and done you're you're uh, quote unquote dicking this woman down and then she's leaving <laughs> so. At, at the rate of cash burn that you're having with women and Jordans and titties, I'm, I'm concerned you're going to be broke before we get to the first tour. And and really, I mean, what what kind of time frame is this over? If you're buying her a new pair of titties, I mean, those aren't going to look like great for a little while. They got to like settle in, relax, <laughs> like like the scars got to go down, like yeah. like. <laughs> Like, this is like a long term. Is he like planning out this thing? Like, no, I, it's, I like to think of him as like a Johnny Appleseed of like, <laughs> of like, of memory happiness. He's just planting these titties and then coming back around I'm months just, later. He's to- got this middle image of a guy with no shirt, overalls. The bottom of the overalls are tattered. He's wearing like a straw hat. But he's just got some banging women with him all the time. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed of breast enlargement. And <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. Like the whole song is centered around like, you gotta get the quick lay. I got money. She can't resist it. But then you're 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 purchasing titties. And, and that's not a quick that's thing. Not, yeah. You gotta get the doctor's schedule. Yeah. Like you gotta arrange anesthesia. Like what the I mean, These are things that little babies got to be aware I, of. I yeah. could say if it was if the rap lyric was fifty five hundred for some teeth whitening, <laughs> <laughs> then, then I'd buy them like Jordans. But I mean, I guess if he's got buttery teeth, you're not into it. So I don't know. I'm very confused by that. But I'm I'm, uh, I'm amazed that you got away with that. So each week, I'm going to surprise one of the podcast guests. 
I'm either going to be writing some very disgusting rap lyrics, <laughs> or I'm going to be bringing up some hyper-specific NFL stats. So, so get your asses ready. Start studying your rap game because it's about to get weird. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Nice. I'm excited about this new segment. Yes, I am too. <laughs> I am very excited about it's it. It's going to be rabbit holes galore. Uh, well, thanks for listening, Effers. Uh, make sure to visit our sponsors. Uh, rate and review us on whatever you're listening on. It it absolutely helps us uh, get found. We don't advertise the show. Uh, so word of mouth is the way that we get spread around. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at EffortsPod um get more of mike's analysis on all things titans at music city miracles uh you can talk you can suggest awful rap lyrics to mr lebowski on twitter <laughs> at mr lebowski is that right yes but you gotta either dm me specific <laughs> <NFL> <laughs> stats or rap lyrics you can't post them in there because these people cheat oh 100 i'd be so studying like a mofo yeah. i'm really excited about seeing my my dms filled with horrible <laughs> rap lyrics and nfl stats <laughs> if i ever get arrested it's gonna be the crime of the century because they're never gonna figure out who's been messaging me All right, well, we are uh, football and other F-words, and you've just been F'd. So how how about John Gruden uh, bragging about stealing Derek Johnson from the Chiefs Uh and five months later cutting him? Yeah. John Gruden's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. He likes to brag about things he does wrong. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's like, hey, that Khalil Mack fella, he's pretty good, huh? I suck at this. Yeah, it's pretty hard to find a talented pass rusher. <laughs> hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.